Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to the sexiest show on earth, the Coffin Joe cast, featuring your hosts, Killer Wilbur and Joel. Sit back, relax, and don't touch the co-host. They might bite. G'day, and welcome to the Coffin Joe cast. I am Keller Wilbar. <laughs> yes, you are, and I'm Joel. <laughs> and our third co-host for this week is uh, Onion Knight. G'day, Onion Knight. Mike, Onion Knight. How's it going, guys? Uh, going all right. Going good. Can I just say real quick, I love your intro. The That's music awesome. or the voice of the person? Both. Yes. It's, well. it's a good amalgamation. Yes, well... We and that is too big of a word. Amalgamation. Yes, I need to sit down now. <laughs> well, that's the voice <laughs> of uh, a friend of mine, Jackie, who we've had on the show. Yep, she did the voice work, uh, and Joel mixed it together with the music. So, yeah, gets me pumped every time I play it. Gets me ready and rolling for the show. And Killa and I can make beautiful babies. That's what it proves. <laughs> <laughs> so, on this week's show, <laughs> I, <laughs> I wasn't just letting that slip, Joel. I was just... Moving on with the show. Uh, this week, I have nothing planned about Australia, but we always talk about something. Always something I have, comes up. I have at least one question for Excellent. later. Excellent. And uh, other than that, we have no emails that I, I've already looked just before the show. No emails. So, people, please email us. CoffinJoeCast at gmail.com. Uh, so, we might as well roll into the first question we normally ask our co-host is um, podcasting. How did you start listening? And uh, I know you do one. And how did you get involved in doing a podcast? All right. So uh, I used to work midnights uh, retail and the store was closed so I could have headphones on. And after about five days, I got sick of the same music over and over for eight hours. Mm. So that was how I kind of started looking into podcasts because I had never heard of them. And... Just like most people, I uh, saw the little smiley faces of the awful show, and <laughs> hey, I'll check this out, and kind of stuck with them for a while, and met some uh, good people throughout the show. I think I may, I, I don't quote me on this, but I'm probably the person who has met the most hosts of the awful show. Okay, fuck yourself. <laughs> Um, I still need to meet Nero, and then I will be done. But I, I could be wrong. Maybe there's somebody who has met all four, but I'm not sure. Um, but anyway, uh, yeah, I just, you know, I listened to the Alpha Show almost religiously back when it was going strong. And when through was them. It? When wasn't it strong? Come on. It was strong <laughs> to the end. You're talking to one of the number one fans of the Alpha Show here. You don't, don't diss the Alpha I- Show. I hear you, <laughs> but uh, yeah, I um, <clears throat> through them, you know, I met the mediocre show and 
uh, I followed Mike over there. And I shouldn't say I followed him, but, you know, because I, I had listened to the Mediocre Show a bit with um, when Matt was on, and I just, I don't know what it was, but I couldn't get into the show as much until Mike joined. Yeah. Um, and then uh, the Awful Show had the Panels on Pages guys on when they were first starting out, and I kind of became a big part of their community, sort of. Um, but primarily, uh, through the Alpha Show, I met Big Steven, and I listened to all of his shows, and I was really interested in them because I was, I'm was i really into video games as well, not quite as much as he is, but uh, when it comes to reviews, I prefer like the reviews of just the normal people, like all of the big podcasts for gaming were all like, you know, the IGN show and blah, blah, blah. So that's why I really liked his show. And I just kind of kept pestering him constantly to keep doing sh- or to do another show. And uh, it just kind of led to the Double XP podcast, which is Big Steven and myself. Yep. Well, we've had Big Steven on this show. And people have heard about the Double XP podcast. I hope if any gamers out there you want to listen to a, a good gaming podcast, go check out the Double XP. Yeah, it seems Agreed. to be doing pretty well, from what I can yeah, see. Yeah, we, we we have. Uh, I mean, him and I are both of the the mindset that you know we really don't care how off, how many listeners we have. We're, we really started it for us. Um, kind of like you guys were saying back when you had Izzy on. You know, do the show for yourself. Um, and that was what we were doing because, you know, him and I just enjoyed, you know, talking and whatnot. So, well, that's what you need for a podcast. You've got to find the right partner who you enjoy podcasting with. It's not right. about the numbers. It's about enjoying doing the podcast, seeing we're podcaster geeks. And so that's why this show is about, because I just enjoyed podcasting with Joel and, uh, there's also other things I like about Joel, but we'll save that. <laughs> Wait a minute. You haven't even seen me in person. See, Doesn't now matter. here's where Mike's got one up on you because yes. he's actually got to touch me in person, which is not that exciting, by the way, but it happened. And so I beg to differ. Yeah, well, <laughs> I was all giddy that weekend. <laughs> Come on, keep rubbing it in my face. I already got upset when he said he's met three out of the four awful show people. He, he's met one that I haven't met, so he if once he meets the last one, he will be officially <laughs> he gets the one of the only people that's met everybody. Yep. And so here's the thing: um, I'm going to be in Pennsylvania next year, oh, shit. so I'm going to try and meet up with Matt or with Nero. Oh. Nero yeah, <laughs> and that's when I will not like you anymore. Full stop. That's it. <laughs> Delete you as a friend on Facebook. You're gone. Don't want to know you anymore. Oh, no. <laughs> Mike's a good guy. You can't do that. No, I wouldn't. I'm just kidding. Come on. Australian humor. <laughs> yes. There might be at least one person we can delete, but that's yep. for another time. Delete, delete, delete. Yes. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, yeah, the awful show seems to come up a lot with a lot of the people we uh, get on, and that's, well, how I know Joel and everything. So, yeah. So, for the people listening and you hear the awful show a lot, I'm sorry, but that's how all, we all know each other. It was the... The key point, I think, to a lot and of And you know stuff. what? If you don't know The Awful Show, you should go re-download it because it's an amazing show. It is. I have an Awful Show sticker on my computer here. One of the old fucking chicken stickers. 
I still still stay strong, awful show, even though it's not there. But yeah. Yeah. But I still have a bunch of those um stickers actually, and I had one on my backpack that day, so yeah. part of the yep, reason why that, Mike spotted me. Yep, that was how I <clears throat> caught you. Oh look, a fucking chicken. Oh, must be Joel. Actually, well, no, I saw the, the smileys. smileys. Oh, the smileys. No, I've got the fucking yeah. chicken one. But yeah, but as we talk about speaking, Mike, is speaking it, of chickens, real quick. All right, Joel, did you ever wear your chicken suit? I have. I've worn it. I wore it like every year for a year. Well, for not for a year. Every year for several years. I think last year was one of the first years I haven't worn it at some point during the year. That. So it's gotten plenty of use. It's hot as hell, though. Oh, I can imagine. Oh. And you know what's ironic about the Apple show, speaking of, is I went back and I was listening to, I was looking for something on one of the episodes. I don't know what it was. Oh, I was trying to figure out where was the first episode I officially started because I got, somehow got confused. And I just started listening, just trying to clipping through to find my if I was in there somewhere. And then I just stopped and I started listening. And I found it really damn enjoyable. And it's it's, you know, I was a part of it, so I guess... That sounds kind of egotistical, but it you know I was listening to it from a different standpoint, and it yeah. was it was fun. So yeah, you it, know. Was, it was. It it just before even the the chat room started and all that, it was just great to listen to. But when mm-hmm. they brought in the live show and chat rooms, that's where this community started of all the people we know. It's basically come from that little, you know, the live show and the the chat room where everyone started chatting with each other and going, "Hang on, we're all in." into this medium called podcasting um you know we we seem to have similar uh, interests other than podcasts you know whatever and that's how i've got so many friends i have all these people i've never met unlike mike who's met <laughs> i i could give you the list don't piss off i swear i'll end this show It'll just be me <laughs> i've even met kevin i shared a hotel room oh, with kevin fuck you so you throw another one in <laughs> Yeah, that's how Kevin corrected me on my statement uh, about your name. What was that? Well, because I, I I was under the impression, and I thought that his name came from Ununite, as in the Game of Thrones book. But I came to find out that I was I was unfortunately wrong. But that's fine. I mean, it's still it would have been a cool reference. I but... don't worry about it. I get it all the time. There was actually what Final Fantasy, I believe. Yes. And Kevin's like, well, I knew it because I roomed with him. And I'm like, well, <laughs> well, Kevin thinks he's high and mighty all the time anyway. So, <laughs> well, to, be f- to be fair, when I roomed with him, Game of Thrones wasn't around. I mean, the books were, but maybe. Well, I don't know. Were the books a thing back? What? They had to have been. I mean, the ago? series is, the TV show has been on for four years now. So the books had to have been prior to that, at least mm-hmm. four years, I would think. I've still not watched a single episode of Ga- Game of Thrones. I've seen the first episode. <laughs> I'm know. in season two. I don't know. It's one of these things that people talk too much about it, and I'm like, mm, do I want to or not? You know. Yeah, that's kind of how I am. But I did that. Like with anal sex. I did hmm? that with like Breaking Bad. <laughs> I everyone's talking Breaking Bad. I'm like, yeah, it can't be that good. Guess what happened? <laughs> I started watching it. I was like hooked. Oh yeah. So, and same with Dexter. They kill the shit out mm. of Rita. I know that much. <laughs> Wait, that's what? True. They did? Yeah. Damn it. That's just, that's a reference to the mediocre show. Yeah. Spoilers. <laughs> and Walter White dies in the end of Breaking Bad. Sorry, I just spoiled it for you if you haven't seen it. 
I haven't seen it. Well, I mean, if you didn't see it coming. Well, I guess I'm not watching it now, damn it. You go see how he dies. Yeah, with the part where he gets the broomstick shoved off his ass? Yeah. I'm guessing Rita kills him. Yeah. <laughs> the ghost of Rita comes and kills. Right? Yeah, that's how it works. I still haven't watched the last season of Dexter, I, I, oh, well. I, which is really kind of bugging me. That I, and luckily, I haven't stayed away from spoilers, so I don't know what happens. But Yeah, I was, I was going to say, I'm not going to spoil the end of Dexter for you, but everyone didn't like the end of Dexter. It was a bit... A weak ending is the best I, way to explain it. it I agree. It's pretty weak. I, agree. I still liked it. <clears throat> I still get where they were coming from, but no. They pussied out in the end, I think. <coughs> yep. Sorry, coughing here. <coughs> so it has something to do with vaginas. Interesting. Mm. Mm. Yeah. Rita comes back? Yeah, Rita comes back. Like, uh, don't worry. I, I had a thought in my head there. I was going to try to be funny, but it was not going to be funny, so I just stopped. <laughs> you filtered yourself. You filtered myself. Oh, that's a damn shame. So anyway... So that's your podcasting story there, Mike. Oh, uh, yeah, pretty much. It always it seems so many people we get on, it always starts with Awful Show, of course. And then always Mediocre Show gets brought up. But yeah, there's a few others. There's um, and you s- there's a podcast I listened to who I actually went and saw him do stand-up last night. A guy called Steel Saunders. He does a podcast called I Love Green Guide Letters. It's, it's an Australian based podcast where only strangers would, would like listening to it but just before the show his stand-up show I run into him and I was just chatting with him you know love, love your podcast I'm coming to see your stand-up and he inadvertently without me even asking he goes yeah I'll come on your podcast so I'm hoping in the future we'll get a stand-up comedian on the show who comes from Melbourne and uh, we'll see how that works out I, I don't know he's a stand-up comedian so he mightn't be up at 10 o'clock in the morning when I record here, <laughs> yeah, so he might make time for it. He might. Well, it depends. That's the future. Or, we'll look at in the future, like we are in the future in Australia. Or I'll have to record in an earlier time, so you're later or something. That's yeah, all right. That's we, cool. We can work something out in the future. But yeah, I, I, I was just surprised. He was like, "Yeah, yeah, I'll come and do your podcast." And it was like I wasn't really asking you. I was just mentioning, you know, I do podcasts too. And it's like, yeah, I do your pod. But yeah, his stand-up show was. It was good. It was nice. It was in a small, intimate room. Like, um, I don't know how many seats are in there, but it was there was thirty, forty people in the room. It was small, and that's I'd rather see uh, stand-up comedy that way instead of going to a big theatre. You know, where everyone, you know, before the joke comes out, everyone's laughing, so you don't even get to hear the punchline because there's so much laughter in the room. But yeah, it was great last night. I really enjoyed it. Need to. Yeah, that happened to me when I went to see Carlin before he died. Mm. Was the, he was doing a lot of stuff that uh, it was, he did a lot of new stuff too, but uh, he did some of his older stuff kind of like as an encore. And at the time, I wasn't familiar with everything, so I wasn't really even hearing a lot of stuff because everybody else knew, you know, what oh, was yeah. coming and whatnot. Yeah. I'm like they're pre-laughing, <laughs> right? Yeah, I've seen. I've, I've gone to a couple of places, and because I get, I don't get the good tickets, so I'm up the back and. I'm I'm half deaf anyway from working in factories and that, so I've got like industrial deafness, what they call it. So any background noise, I can't hear. Like I can hear perfectly when it's quiet, but when there's a lot of noise around, I can't hear. So you're up the back of the theatre, and everyone's laughing just before the joke comes out, 
and you don't get to hear the the punchline or the you know you don't get it. So it always put me off going to see up see some stand up comedians. Some of my favourites because they're very popular. So big theatre, a lot of people. Mm-hmm. So that, that's why I decided to go see Steel Saunders. I've I've heard him on the podcast and I think he's pretty witty and funny and it was great. Like small intimate room. So that's what I'm going to aim for to go see some more shows, but just find those small intimate rooms and. So, speaking of stand-up comedy, has anyone ever thought about doing it? Like, uh, when I when I was a kid, I did, because I was a kid. <laughs> you was a kid. <laughs> and then I joined band, and I'm like, hey, I'm in the last li- or, uh, the last row of about 60, 70 people up on stage, and I'm still nervous as shit, so I couldn't do it with just me. So. Wow. Wow. Yeah. What about you, Joe? I think you'd rather do sit-down <laughs> comedy, wouldn't you? Ah, you stole my joke. Well, it's not my joke, but it is, I mean, it is my joke, but I didn't steal it from anybody else. Anyway, yeah, I'm too lazy to be a stand-up comedian, be a sit-down comedian. Damn it, I'm going to start saying I'm too lazy to be a sit-down comedian. I'm going to be a lay-down, lay-down comedian. comedian. Yeah, but, um, yeah. but, I mean, briefly, yeah, I mean, I uh, when I was in high school, we had a, a talent show every year. And for my senior year talent show, I did I did a stand-up routine. And I worked on it for forever, just for a very long time and so I, when I went out there I was ready you know I, I knew my material there, I didn't need any cards or anything I just was riffing and walking and doing my spiel just like any other you know what's the deal with you know whatever that sort of thing <laughs> and it's hard when you go to a, a small school that's religious to make though that audience laugh I thought was an impressive feat because <laughs> You got to really tailor, make the joke so they're just far enough to one side that it's a little edgy, but they're also safe enough that the audience will still laugh. You know, where it's a mixed group, anywhere from you know young kids to eighty-year-olds. And I thought I did pretty good. I told jokes about going to the dentist. Um, I did a joke about um, uh, Grover from Sesame Street. Uh, I did a bit about what was the other part. It seems like there's something about driving, learning how to drive or something like that. But I don't know. I mean, in hindsight, it probably wasn't very funny. And it was the only time I've ever done that since. I mean, it's never been done since then. But um, I have a lot of respect for those people. Like Pat from 41 and 14, he does that. And I've seen him do it, like, on video. And I I don't know. It takes a lot of balls to get up there and do that. Yeah. I I reckon so. I'd love to do it. Not that I want to become a stand-up comedian, but I'd like it's not, it's like one of these bucket list things, you know. I'd like to give it a go, just to do it and try it. But I've been thinking about it for a few months lately. Like, yeah, just go to an open mic and, and give it a go. But I still like I can work out some jokes, but I just uh, my delivery is what I'm worrying. You know, how do I even just when you start out, what it, when I walk on stage, how do you just you know that that lead in to start doing the jokes it's something that I'm still working on but um, someone we want to get on the show and I need to contact is South Philly Paul he's been doing stand up lately I, I listened to Obviously Oblivious this week and uh, he's been out doing some some gigs just some small you know places where he lives and right and I'm like yeah it's, you've got to have some balls to get up there but it's like I've got some jokes they've got to be worked if you know what I mean, you know, I've got to right. word them. It's, it's not so much the joke, it's how you word the joke, of course. But yeah, the problem is, 
a lot of my jokes are Australian based and it's more for um, American audiences if you know what I mean <laughs> it's what I base everything on you know trying to be funny so that's Australian. your angle is being Australian well, it is and now, funny it is because of podcasting you know what I mean because most of the audience for our show is American so every little joke I try to pull on here is it's just to make Americans laugh because the uh, the idea that you know we ride kangaroos to work and that sort of idea, you know, how we play up the Australian part on, on the show. Wait, you don't? No, no, it's it's freaking koalas we ride. They're too small. No, we get five of them in a row and we lash them together <laughs> and, we, you know, like, like the huskies, you know. <laughs> that would be a very slow ride to work. Yeah, They're very it is. slow. Do you think I want to get to work? No, that's why I do it. Cruise, mate. Well, if if I ever get to Australia, and it is on my bucket list, we'll need to make sure that I can coordinate it when you're going to be doing your stand-up. Yeah. Because I want to see that. I want to see either you soar like an eagle or crash and burn. Either way, I want to be there and root you on. Because, um, I, I mean, I, I should talk to Pat sometime. I mean, when we have him on the show, you can talk to him about it. Because, yep. I mean, here's a guy that went and he did one of his stand-up nights he did during, it was an all-Latino stand-up night. And here's this completely Germanic white man getting up there telling racist jokes in front of an all-Latino audience. Ooh. That takes balls. Yeah. That's the problem. I, 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 and I he can, killed it. I can do the racist stuff too. Like, I've got the racist jokes and I try to avoid being racist. I've pulled myself back a lot these days. But yes, it's, especially here in Australia because we have a complete mix of all nationalities, you know. You name a, a nationality, and I can say, "Yep, they live here." But you know, Sydney's full of them. So, and the racist part comes out of me when I'm riding the bus, and it's you know, I won't say anything because we try to stay away from racism on the show. But you know what I mean? You can, in your head, you're thinking, "Oh, it's typical such and such," you know. <laughs> and I, I, I could really do some racist gear, like, "Oh, this is how this certain race does this," and it's not the way I want to go. I've, I just want to find a, I don't know, not so much a freaking a certain stick, but yeah. I want to actually, with the comedy, I wanted it uh, to revolve around like coffin making, you know. I wanted. That's a that's a pretty niche audience, though. No, isn't yeah, it? but but not. You know what I mean? Base my comedy on my experiences in the funeral industry and. Oh, okay. You know what I mean? And I've got a couple of jokes there, but it's just, I haven't worked them out, you know. And this is all in my head, you know, I'm not writing anything at the moment, but it's like, I'm just trying to find how I could, you know, you know, base the majority of my comedy on, like, uh, death and, and coffins and so... Anyway, this is <laughs> seems like the we're fun having back a... back funeral. We're, yeah. Yeah. We're having a workshop on my comedy act right now. So... <laughs> I think we can move on. Hey, this uh, show goes wherever it wants to go, man. Well, well, this is called the Coffin Joke Cast anyway, so... See? It's all about coffins. Nobody drives this bus. It drives us. Yeah. Auto's driving the bus. <laughs> I was going to try and do an auto impersonation, but I suddenly blanked on yeah, how it sounded. I was about to do the same. Auto is blato. I was terrible. I can't yeah. do that. I don't know. I'm going to stick to my Australian yeah, accent instead. My name is Otto. I love to get Blato. That's better than mine. Yeah, well, I've been working on my American accent, too. 
<gasps> Good, because we got to get Onion Knight to give you a little assistance, because that's it's about that time, I think, for us to see where you're at uh, with it. Because until you master it, you're not going to stop. I was sitting outside with the missus earlier and just trying to practice it. And she goes, you don't sound anything like an American. But I, I actually got it better than normal, but I bet you I won't be able to repeat what I did before. So anyway, we'll give it a go. So this is Killer's attempt at trying to speak in an American accent. Can I speak an American accent? <laughs> it gets worse. I know. It's all the same to Donna. I'm going, this is the joke to it. It's not that I'm going to speak in an America. American accent, it's how bad. I- <laughs> oh, Tony Stark would be proud. Uh, uh, do you have any tips for him? Um, right. Well, before I give tips, not that I really have many, um, can you tell me about fortune cookies? Because I have to agree, you do sound like the Mandarin so much. <laughs> when Joel first said that, I almost died. It, he, oh, it's it's funny, and it was like, uh, it was like when we had uh, Izzy Rock on, and so then we had the Mandarin and John C. Riley on one episode. Yes. And thank you for that too, by the way. <laughs> because as soon as you said that, I'm like, oh my god, I can't unhear it now. <laughs> uh, well, I am the. I can't even do it. See, I sounded like a bad JFK impersonation. I, I don't know how you do it, Killer, but it's 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 amazingly terrible, but so good at the same time. And I don't know, Brian had some really good tips, and and we had somebody else not too long ago that had some good tips too. So you don't have to give like good tips, just any suggestions, comments. Suggestions? Um, the the thing that always gets me is the cannot. Cannot. Um, I don't. I just. I don't know how I because I'm terrible with dialects in general. All right, you give me your Australian accent then, Mike. Crikey! No. <laughs> <laughs> that's not a that's not a knife. Now that's a knife. I can't speak in an American accent. I can't speak in an American accent when I'm doing an Australian accent. <laughs> that sounded like some sort of like second generation Hanna-Barbera cartoon knockoff character like <laughs> It's like Hong Kong Fooey's half special brother. I don't know what that was. That was great, though. I love it. <laughs> All right. Anyway, Mike, you you said had a, you had a question for me about Australia. Uh, yeah, I thought about this uh, a week or so ago. So over here in the states, um, our like lawnmowers and stuff have a picture of a turtle and like a hare. Do you guys have koalas and kangaroos on yours? <laughs> No, we no? don't. Oh. Now I'm what amazed. Now? Are you are you serious? Is that what's on your on your mail? I kid you not. On a lot of the mechanical stuff I've seen, like lawnmowers and uh, the um, mechanical like hand jacks and stuff, like the Ooh, hand jack. What yeah, go yeah. Go for, go for hand Fuck, jack. What are right they called? Um, like forklifts and stuff. Oh, okay. The slow setting is a picture of a turtle, oh, and the fast okay. setting is a picture of a rabbit. Now I get and where you're coming from. Yes, it's it's stuff like that that makes me hate my country. Yes, I was about to say uh, how slow <laughs> wow. are these people over there? Like uh, instead of high low or you know fast slow, right. you got to put a picture. No, we don't have that. 
Dang. And, I and, was really hoping Al, that was the case. Our lawnmowers uh, spin the other way down here, too, by the way. you know, That's the, not true. The blades spin the other way. <laughs> that is so, not true. So does it put grass on the grass? Like, <laughs> like does it take the, the clippings and yeah, add it yeah. to the grass? I'm confused. Because if it's going the other way... It's just slicing the grass the other way. Like, your mowers will spin clockwise, ours spin anti-clockwise. So it, it grows at a different course. angle, then? It's still going to do the same job, but just the mower blades are spinning differently. But then does the, the, does the grass grow at a different angle? Well, our grass grows quicker Ooh. because we've got all this koala shit that fertilizes our grass. Which I bet smells wonderful. Uh, have you smelt koala shit? Is no. it delightful? You know, what smells, you know what it smells like? I kind of want to. In this series, right? it smells like eucalyptus. Cause all, I would all, imagine. All they're eating is eucalyptus leaves. It's terrible. If you ever get to a zoo and see koalas and get on this koala... Um, Enclosure. Enclosure. Thank you, Joel. It, oh, it's a rotten smell. It's a mixture of eucalyptus and koala shit smell. It's like, ugh. Mm. Mm. Sounds delightful to it's me, not. personally. It's, but. it's a weird smell. See, now anytime so, I have a cough drop now, I'm just going to think I'm eating koala turds. Ooh. What do, you think, what do you think that's made out of? It's, the biggest, it's like civet coffee? It's our, big, big, yeah. <laughs> it's our biggest export. You could, we export out the koala shit and we just bleach it so it doesn't look so terrible. It's just koala shit like, bleached. That's eucalyptus. Yeah, over there they, they're like, ah, sell those to the Americans, those cough plops. <laughs> Cough plops. Hey, yeah. That's a great business idea there, Joel. There you go. We start selling uh, eucalyptus lozenges and call them cough plops. Mm-hmm. A million dollar idea right there, buddy. Uh, that's right about there. our third million dollar idea we've had on the show, I think. <laughs> so uh, now that leads me to a an, an, an follow-up question then. Because... I'm kind of wondering, is it is it a big thing down there not to have the Brazilian? I mean, because you're living in the bush? See where I was going with uh, that? I get it. Yeah, well, I drove the bus right off the cliff. And that was older driving it. I like to get blotto. <laughs> See, it's still better than mine. <laughs> I've listened to too many hey. Simpsons. Sh- listened, seen so many Simpsons show. I'm pretty good at doing the auto. I'm Otto. No, I can't do it now. <laughs> now I try to do it. I can't. Hey, little Bart dude. dude. There, that was better. Bart dude. That was a little better. Yeah. I can't speak in an American accent. I cannot speak in an American <laughs> accent. See, I, I can't. You know what? That was probably the closest you've ever gotten. <laughs> it's because I'm not thinking about it. Every time it comes up on the show, I think too much about it. So to get you to sound uh, American, you just have to sound like Otto, apparently. Yeah, Otto. Hey, that dude. He's, he yeah. sounds kind of like if uh, Beavis like had <laughs> intercourse with Butter. I don't know uh, Orson Welles. I don't know. It was weird. <laughs> I am Cornholio. I need TP See, for my bunghole. <laughs> that wasn't any. That, wow. Oh, I don't know what's uh, going uh, on, but I like it. Oh. You should do impressions for your stand-up routine. Yeah. <laughs> you need a part where you do impressions. And over there, they'll be impressed because they'll be like, wow, that's a great American accent. Because they won't know any better. I uh, don't think so. <laughs> I think I'll be no. booed off stage. Well, no, what you do is 
you just say, all right, I'm going to be, this is my impression of an American. And then you just talk normally and be like, oh, well, he used to live here in Australia. <laughs> That's clever. <laughs> you see what he did there? I like that. Yep. You Mario. writing this down, Killer? Yep. Yep. Taking notes okay. as we speak. This is gold. Can you hear here, the man. pen writing? Just me writing. This is going to get you on the John Jarrett show. John Jarrett show. Yeah. It's a late night show there, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Where you kill people. What? Where we kill people. Oh, I, I don't know what you said there, but it kind of disturbed me a little bit. Did you know overseas that they have their ATMs give $20 bills? Here we go. This is another thing about this show. Yes. <laughs> Well, I just I haven't brought it up in a couple weeks, and I thought maybe I, you didn't know about it. All right, I, I think I missed something that episode. What was the big deal about that? Well, because over here you can get like tens out of some ATMs. You can get ten dollar bills, but over there it starts at twenty, and that's 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 it. The minimum you can get from an ATM here in Australia is twenty dollars. See, and all right, this is where I back you up, Killa, because most of the ATMs, if not all of them, I've seen. Say minimum twenty dollars or increments of twenty. Yeah, that's what Kevin said. Kevin even backed that up. He he pulled up Joel, going, "Where do you get tens from then? <laughs> from my wallet? Yeah, no, I don't no. carry cash, so I don't. But. Yeah, me neither. Uh, from the grocery store, when you get cash back, some grocery stores do it. Do you? That's is a question. Do you have a thing called F post over there? What? Eft like aeropostate? E F T P O S. Electronic front transfer point of sale is what it stands for. When we go shopping, or anywhere, there's a little machine, you know, it's not an ATM, but you swipe your card and you can pay for your groceries or wherever you shop with your ATM card. It just directly debits out of your bank account. So you swipe well, your my- card. You can swipe my, your card. I, the card I use at my ATM is just my debit card, so mm. it may be similar. No, but if you go to a shop like a supermarket or any sort of shop, can you swipe a card and whatever you're paying for just gets directly debited out of your account? And it's using yeah. like your your regular bank card, like your regular... It's not a credit card, it's not a debit card. You can use whatever card you used at the ATM, like... Well, my card is a debit card anyway that I use. But yeah, we have a thing called EFTPOS. E-F-T-P-O-S, as I said. Electronic Fund Transfer Point of Sale. That's what EFTPOS stands for. And how often did it become the electronic fund transfer piece of shit because it didn't work? No, it works right. all the time. But what you can do is you can pay <laughs> for your stuff and also ask for some cash out as well. So We should do paying, that here with your debit card. Yeah, see, that's how, just how I use my debit card. And so I guess it's just an Australian thing. F to pos. F to pos. I'm going to say it one more time. F to pos. Just like the sound of F to pos. Speaking of POS, I'm a huge Gordon Ramsay fan. Like, I have a man crush on him. He's one of my, like, three or four man crushes. And uh, whenever he is doing his Kitchen Nightmares, which is my favorite of his shows, of his many, many, many plethora of shows he's done, um, he always puts in a new point of sale system at the end of the show for the restaurant that he's turning around. And every single episode where he's like, and we have a beautiful brand new POS system. 
And I'm like, <laughs> piece of shit. <laughs> and I giggle every time like a stupid little like, kid because it makes me laugh because he says it's a brand new POS. And I'm like, <laughs> piece, piece of, of shit. shit. <laughs> and that was not and, and, an English accent you did. You were doing an Australian accent. No, I did it terrible. I, I don't know how to do a, a you, you donkey. No, I don't do it. See, that was Shrek. I, I can't do. And there was I can't not do enough Glenn swearing in it as well because that's all he does is swear. You've fucking done this wrong. Fucking. Apparently the Mandarin doesn't like whatever he did. <laughs> okay. <laughs> you and I are going to do a show together and it's going to be the Mandarin versus... Um, I, Shrek, apparently. I just imagine you guys, uh, Killa being the Mandarin and Joel, you being, uh, what was his name when you find out he's just an actor or whatever and he's like all hoity toity British dork guy. And he's very, very drunk. I don't know. Very yeah. Very. <laughs> I'd have to watch the movie again. It's upstairs. I like that movie. That was a good one. Can I ask a, you why you love Iron Man 2 so much? Why? Uh, because I'm a big War Machine fan. Before he became Iron Patriot, I was I, I preferred War Machine. But um, I, I love Mickey Work. Okay. Uh, I love Sam Rockwell. Okay. I love Don Cheadle. Everybody favorite. loves Robert Downey Jr. Yeah, Gwyneth Paltrow is a personal favorite. Uh, it just had all the things I like. And you mix it all together... And it was just fun. It was just a big. It was a big popcorn movie. Yeah. Now, I have since flip flopped. I'm leaving the boy in the well, and I'm going with Captain America two now as my or Captain America Oof. the Winter Soldier as my favorite of the yes. bunch. Yes. That was stellar. It's a good movie. Was good. I've seen that because I've obtained it somewhere. But yes, <laughs> I saw that one too. Yeah, I enjoyed Captain America too. Better than the first, I thought. Agreed. Yes, thank you. But yeah, I'm with uh, you, Joe. Iron Man too. I love that. Everyone puts shit on Iron Man too. I love it. I love the suitcase just, suit when he, you know, when at the racetrack and he just throws the suitcase and he just puts his fist into it and all of a sudden, you know, the suit just yeah. Oh yeah, it's so good. <laughs> well, and I just saw last week. I saw Spider Man too. Okay, how's that? I saw that a couple of days ago. Yeah. And well, everybody's giving it a lot of poop. But I mean, everybody's saying that it's, it's, it kind of fell folly the way that uh, Sam Raimi's, you know, uh, Spider-Man Three did. And to be honest with you, I, I'm a big Andrew Garfield fan as Peter Parker. I, I didn't know quite what to make of it when I originally saw it. I'm like, why are we redoing this? Tobey Maguire did a good job. The very first Spider-Man, I left the theater going, that was Eric Larson's Spider-Man. And then um, I saw the first Amazing Spider-Man. I was like, oh, man, skip Sam Raimi's version. This is the way to go. And then the second one, I felt even more so. I like his portrayal of he, he plays the part. You know, he's the, I guess, the Todd McFarlane Spider-Man. But mm-hmm. um, I really enjoyed it until the third act. And then things kind of got a little sloppy, kind of got a little silly. And I kind of lost a little bit of interest, but by the end of it, I felt like it came full circle and I'm ready for the third one. And I'm hoping that they get their act together and do something good and don't go completely off kilter. Because they had Doc Ock and Vulture teased in this yeah. one. Yeah. Um, I just, I've never been a fan of Electro. I never was a huge, I was more of a Hobgoblin fan than Green Goblin. And they kind of played with the storyline a bit, but I don't know. What'd you yeah, think? I- 
for me, it, it had a lot of pros and cons. Like, I agree, Garfield is an amazing Parker, and Spider-Man for that matter. Um, a lot of the action shots were really good, but like, and then again, his uh, his chemistry with Emma Stone was is also good, and not a lot of people say it, but his chemistry with Sally Field is also good. I agree. Because she is really good, and damn it, she is still a rather attractive woman for her age. Yes, I was going to say that. I have, I have always loved Sally Field, the, but uh, the flying nun. <laughs> well, that was a little before me, but um, doesn't mean you still can't enjoy it. <laughs> it just it it had a lot of weak points to me. Like I just, particularly the one that I hated the most was the part where Spider-Man is flipping through the city and Electro talks to him with a face made out of lights in a building. Yeah. Like on the side of a building. It just, it seems so pointless and stupid. And a couple of the one-liners were kind of off for me, but I've also heard people say it's the new Batman and Robin. And I would not say it's anywhere near as bad as that. So, I think I think where I lost interest momentarily was the where he started making the the electric stack things make music. And well, I see, was I was like, I was actually okay with that because that is a real thing. Um, if you've ever if you've ever seen bands like Arc Attack, they actually use electric currents to create different sound, uh, different sound tones and whatnot to make music. Hmm. So I, I personally, I actually thought that was kind of clever. <laughs> Interesting. See, I, I really thought Electro kind of reached his peak when he, he was first in the city and he was first let go and he was trying to. I thought that the high point was him trying to, you know, I don't want to hurt anybody. You know, he's he's right. still kind of the Max character, uh-huh. and he's trying to talk him down. I thought that was very well done, and it kind of played up on a lot of aspects of the superhero life that people don't always play to. And I thought that was really well done. But by the end, and especially when Green Goblin popped up, I'm like, okay, now we're just throwing shit in just to throw shit in <laughs> yeah that i agree i thought that was so rushed i think it would have been a lot better if he got the venom and it maybe ended with him injecting himself maybe like he turned know. and then that led into the third one right right are you gonna put any like spoilers spoilers because i haven't seen this movie well, to, yet. to be fair nothing. this is all pretty much in the trailers yeah, there's nothing that we've given you. There are some things we've left I, out that do happen that we're not going to tell do you. Have a, yeah, I mean, I, they, they leaked photos and everything. Yeah, so I do have a copy of it, but it's uh, I obtained a copy, but it's a cam copy, so it, it's not worthy just, the, worthy of watching. If you know what I mean, you know, I have to wait for mm-hmm. it to be. Um, you know what I mean, like the international Blu-ray version or whatever. Yeah, yeah so we don't <laughs> just you know. Yeah, my, biggest... my name's Trevor, and it's not the Mandarin. Trevor, really me. That's Trevor. His name, Trevor. Yeah, I was watching a clip trying to get it down in between <laughs> while we were talking. Uh, but like my my biggest thing with the new movies is, uh, they did great casting the good guys and whatnot, but they don't do the greatest casting for villains. 
Nah. Because in my in my opinion, Willem Dafoe was a fantastic uh, Norman Osborn. But this, mm-hmm. the, the thing they did with that, they put a mask over his face. William Dafoe, and that was yeah, I agree. That was a problem too to, because Willem know. Dafoe looks like the Goblin without yeah. makeup. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yes, and and he ha- he has the facial acting to yeah, pull he it does. off. That's what the, everyone said. It's like, why would you put a mask over someone who can actually facially act? He would have just done it great, but I guess right. that's what Green Goblin is, you know. I'm not a yeah. and, well. and I also liked um, Alfred Molina as Doc Ock. Yeah, he He's, did all right. He sold that movie, honestly. I mean, yeah. he 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 made that movie so much better than it would have been without him. Yeah, and I mean, to be uh, fair, they dropped the ball on three, but they dropped the ball on three. Oh, yeah. so. crap. Well, the they dropped the ball and kicked it away. <laughs> The thing with um, the Amazing Spider-Man and what they're doing now is it's, it's just, um, I don't know what studio, but they've just got to make the movies because they'll lose the rights to Spider-Man. Right. Yeah, Sony. So it'll revert, re- revert back to Marvel, which that sucks because they can't throw Spider-Man into the Avengers because, mm-hmm. uh, is it Fox Studios? or I can't remember who it is, but you know. No, uh, Spider-Man so, is Sony. Sony. Sony, yeah. As you were saying, Fox, I remembered. Fox has X-Men and Fantastic yeah. Four. Yeah. Um, didn't they do like at the end of um, Spider-Man? They did, um, you know, at the end of the movies in the tr- in the credits, they throw in you know your little teasers. They threw a teaser in for X-Men. I think it was a, yeah. And what it was is because that confused the shit out of me because um, I guess Fox basically demanded because Mark Webb had a contract with Fox that he was basically to get out of his contract. He had to help promote their stuff. Yeah. So they just, like, halfway through the credits, it just randomly cuts to a random scene from X-Men where you have no idea what's going on. Yeah. And I can't even begin to imagine how many average Joe viewers are now going to think that they're going to cross over like the Marvel movies did. It's not going to. Oh, I know it's not, but I can't even imagine how many people think that it is now. Yeah. It, it it did feel very kind of it's like you're expecting just the tip and you get the whole thing you know it's just kind <laughs> ouch, of a shocker ouch <laughs> it was it was it was jarring because you're you're thinking okay because you're used to seeing anymore with the way marvel's handled yeah. their properties that at the end there's something that loosely ties it into another film in the in you know the stable of celebrities or whatever you want to call it and here they just all of a sudden shove this little 2 minute clip from the new X-Men movie that has nothing to do with anything. Mm-hmm. It's shoved in there. Yeah. And it, and it was like halfway into a scene already. It just starts and you have no idea what's going on. I don't know. Yeah. It was bizarre. And I, I'm, I, I used to read the X-Men when I collected comics and I, I've said this before and I'll say it again. I just, I can't get excited about any of the X-Men movies. I've tried and I own them all, and I've seen them all more than once. But I just, you know, and and the new one, I'm not any more excited than I was about any of the other ones. No, I'm, I'm kind of this. Go ahead. I was gonna this say, is your show, after all. <laughs> yeah, no, you're you're the co-host. You're a part of the show. Uh, but no, yes, I was going to say right. this new one. I'm actually like looking forward to. I think it's going to be pretty good, considering there's an Australian actor in there that plays Wolverine. <laughs> Hugh Jackman. He's a huge so, Jack. You're man. racist. Why am I racist? I'm racist against my own freaking race. 
No, because you're you're being gender. You're being gender. racially. I don't know what I'm saying here. Go ahead. What we're gonna say, Mike? Because otherwise, I'm gonna ruin something. Um, I'm kind of the same way. Like it's weird because uh, X Men One was all right. It, it doesn't really hold up. I think two was um, the best. But, but I think that's mostly just because of what we've gotten since then. Um, I think if we didn't have as many amazing superhero movies, it would probably still be all right. But yes, X Two is still pretty good. X3 is a flaming pile, in my oh, opinion. Juggernaut. Juggernaut was awful. Oh, and I, yes. I love, I can't think of his name all of a sudden. Yeah, same here. I was trying him. to think of him. Yeah, I, he's an ex-soccer oh. player from, oh, football players, they call it over there. Yeah, he's been you know in some I, I like him. Too. I know him. Vinny. Vinny. Vinny Jones? Yeah, Vinny yes, Jones. Thank you. Thank you. I love him. I think I he's win. fantastic. I agree. His. When he called her a bitch and he's like in this stupid looking, it looks like he's in a giant sumo outfit. <laughs> I just, I felt, I was angry. I was like, here's a character that was so like important in, in this mm-hmm. series. I mean, he came along all the time and here they just completely just butchered it was it. awful. Butchered it. Mm-hmm. And when I was growing up and, you know, Killer would have been the same age roughly, but I mean, I... We used to sit around and, and make up like a our own X Men movie. Like who who would play who in the movie? And you know, let's hope they make it. And who's going to play Wolverine? Because that's what everybody wanted. And then it finally happened. And I was like, hmm, I don't know. I just kind of felt let down. And you're right. After all, that Marvel has really kind of set the bar pretty damn high. And they they don't seem to be letting it go down at all. And I'm very very excited for Guardians of the Galaxy primarily oh, because. Can't. Uh, James Gunn it, wrote and directed it. He's he's comes from trauma, and every movie that he's done has been brilliant and super, which was phenomenal. And if he even lets a little bit of that twisted sensibility into this, along with everything else I've already seen from the, the previews, it's going to make it. It's just going to raise that bar even higher. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm really anticipating that one. Plus, Edgar and Wright doing Ant Man. Ant Man. Yeah, Sorry. that is going to be amazing. What I don't get is all the people who are shitting on Guardians saying, oh, it's going to flop because no one knows these characters. Well, no one, I'm, not no one, but if you think about it, the core Avengers now were all C-level at best at the time right. Iron Man came out. Yep. And I'm sorry, but Thor 2 was an amazing movie. <laughs> It really was. I was not looking forward to it because the first one I was like, it was all right, but I, I've never been a huge Thor fan. I was totally off guard for how good Thor 2 was. I agree. Once again, I actually liked the first one when I first saw it, but ever when I see it, every time I see it since then, it kind of goes down a little bit just because of all the problems it does have. But the Dark World was fantastic. It's because it was an Australian actor doing the role. Of course. Like <laughs> Again, with the, you, you're racist. No, I'm kidding. Um, what, were, what were we talking about? Oh, Thor. Thor. Well, originally Guardians of the I Galaxy. I feel a bit Thor at the moment. Ah, I see what you did there. You sound like Mike Tyson. <laughs> I'm going to take a selfie. Um, a selfie? A selfie, yeah. It just It seems like they're willing to take chances. That's what I was going to say. When I yeah. uh, after Captain America: The Winter Soldier ended, and you know, I, for, there may be a few people out there who still haven't seen it or watched Agents of Shield, but 
to take something that is an integral part of your entire franchise that has been woven through every single movie and something that is bigger than big as its own character in this in the whole Marvel universe to just dismantle it completely that is yeah. takes huge balls yeah, and to really. take a show that is as popular as that show is and essentially could have completely destroyed it i mean and who does it's been that renewed. It's exactly been renewed yeah. It's it's it just blows my mind how smart they're being right now, That's and I'm right. you know I guess I should probably maybe should give all the credit to um, Mr. Casada. I don't know if he has anything to do with any of it, but but they're doing great with it, aren't they? They it's it's unbelievable to think you know someone can you know some sort of a company is going to actually make something and it's relevant you know not just do it for the money but do it right, and it's unbelievable the Marvel. Marvel people are doing it right. I don't think they're doing it right on the other end of, like, you know, with Spider-Man or or X-Men, you know. They're trying. They're trying. But, I mean, they've even lured in or got people coming to them. I mean, Ed, uh, Edgar Wright and James oh. Gunn both petitioned to do the films that they're doing. They specifically fought for the rights to do those movies. And then you've got, I mean, Oscar-winning celebrities like Robert Redford doing a sequel oh. in kind of a... How Not even good. necessarily a starring role, but still. How good was he in that movie? Exactly, oh. and it's it's a sequel to a superhero movie. Yeah, and he's like, "I'd like to do this movie." Yeah. Wait, and, what? And, well, not trying to spoil it for him, but yeah, sort of play the villain. It depends which way you're looking at it. You know, maybe he wasn't the villain, maybe he was, but you know, he played that role perfectly. Anthony That's- Hopkins, Kenneth Branagh directed the original Thor. Uh, Natalie Portman, Oscar-winning actress, is in both movies. I mean, it's just it blows my mind sometimes how many people now are stepping up and want to be a part of it because it's it's what everybody's always wanted. And I to, to give credit to DC, they're kind of sneaking in the back door because um, Nolan kind of built a strong foundation. I thought Zack Snyder's Superman was. A little overblown, but fun. Yeah, it was better than I was expecting. It's, it was good, but there was so much uh, shit put on it. I'm like, you're not getting it. This is sort of the origin story. Just see, l- let's see, that's, see I what's agree going completely. with So many one. people complain about how much death actually occurred in that movie that they don't. But it, th- it's thing. supposed to. That's what gets him to get that mindset. That's that what he I was has about to, to say. Yeah. He has, you know. That's where he gets this point with no one dies. Sort of mm-hmm. attitude, like what happened there in that movie is like he, from that point on, he's gone. I'm not going to let a single person die, sort of thing. And that's and people going, oh, well, Superman's not, you know, he's supposed to be protecting everyone. No, this is where he gets that attitude from. Yeah, and not only that, but he does kill in the comics sometimes. Yeah, well, yeah, when when he's, you know, forced to. Unfortunately, <laughs> some people deserve to die. I don't know. You know, I'm not Killer Wilbur well, for a reason, but yeah, sorry. Here's here's where I was headed with this is for me anyway, um, and I haven't admittedly haven't watched any of these shows yet, but I've heard nothing but phenomenal things about it. Is that DC is making their move on the market in the television venue because Arrow has been killing it, and apparently it keeps getting better from what I hear from my friends that are DC fans. Um, and then the Flash is now happening, plus Gotham, and you know they're oh, on the CW. They're not even on a big like what I would consider a like a major network. 
but from what I hear, I mean, it's it's some amazing uh, superhero television, and I don't know. I've never been a huge DC fan, but I mean, good for them. You brought up Gotham. I saw that trailer for that show. I'm hooked already. That looks so great. I haven't seen it yet. No. I haven't seen the Flash one either yet. Yeah. See, I watched the Flash trailer, and I was actually moderately intrigued. I've seen season one of Arrow, and it mm-hmm. takes a while to get the ball rolling, but a lot of shows do. Um, I mean, Breaking Bad didn't even get me till almost season three. Yeah. And and then it became my favorite show. Yeah. I, I didn't get into Breaking Bad. I heard everyone talking. I tried it once and then gave up, and then <laughs> everyone kept talking how good it got. I'm like, right, well, I'm going to restart this. And I'll, I'll put up with the, uh, the slower, you know, the first six – Six or eight did they do for the first season? I can't remember, but yeah, I'd give it a go. And then once you get into it, it, oh God, that boulder rolls so quick, doesn't it? But Gotham, yeah. go check the Gotham trailer out. I'm telling you, it, it'll it hook you just up from the trailer. It is good. And they're doing it right, I think. I don't know. We'll see. I, I think why I've stayed away from Arrow is, and, and I'm about, I'm on the brink of starting it because of John Barrowman being signed on as a full-time regular. But I, I really enjoyed the comics. I used to read Green Arrow back as, you know, the whole when the whole heroin storyline and or the drug storyline and uh, with I don't Speedy. Know. Yeah. I mean, I was around when those issues came out. And so I was I really he was one of my favorite DC characters that I actually read besides Batman um, and some of the Vertigo titles. But. I, I'm so worried that they were going to ruin it, and so I've stayed away. But I've heard, I keep getting told as a guy I work with, and every single day after an episode airs, he's like, "Oh my gosh, they're bringing in the Suicide Six, and oh my gosh, you know, Birds of Prey." And he keeps talking about all the things that are going on, and I'm like, he's so excited about it, and he's as big as fan as I am of of comics or was. So at some point, I think I'm going to have to delve in and just take the leap of faith. Yeah, the thing with Arrow is in. Because it's on the CW, it does have a lot of teen soap opera-ness to it. But the actual comic parts are entertaining. You know, like, it's enough to keep me going back. The only reason I haven't seen season two is because I usually wait for stuff to come out, like, on DVD and whatnot, so I can binge watch. <laughs> right. So, I recommend it, you know, if, especially if you were into the character. And and I was. I never was a Green Lantern fan, but Green Arrow I could get behind, and I always think of them kind of synonymously for whatever reason. But Oh, well, they did do a lot of team-up stuff. Exactly. So, I, I don't know. Whereas the Green Lantern movie was complete garbage. Oh, I know. <laughs> I tried. But although, the thing with that is it actually got me to read the comics, so... I guess it did its job on that end. Wait, you started reading Green Lantern because of the movie? Um, mostly because I figured it couldn't be that bad. So I, I had always really liked the character because the idea of a power ring just amazes me. Yeah. And I just, I, I actually never really even got into comics until about five years ago. Um, I was always into, you know, Spider-Man and all, you know, I was into everything from cartoons primarily, which is why I wanted to email about cartoons from the other episode, but I forgot. Oh. (laughs) 
So, but I actually didn't start comics themselves until about five years ago. And when that movie came out, I'm like, oh my God, this is awful. And I've always kind of liked the character. So I'm going to check out the comics and whatever I like for the most part. So I don't know. They, they took kind of the, the best parts of it and made them bad. I don't know. It didn't know whether it wanted to be an adult movie, like for adults or whether it wanted to be a kid's movie or a kid kitty movie for adults. I don't know. They couldn't seem to find a good happy medium because Sinestro was so uh, just awful and there was all the swearing and then they really they lost me at the Hot Wheels track personally yeah um, yeah that was awful as soon as I saw that I went, I, I'm, I'm like I'm gonna finish this but I'm out I'm out <laughs> yeah. and then the fight between him at the end and I was just like holy crap does this get any worse I don't know it was just <laughs> wait was it Sinestro Sinestro or was it uh, well, uh, well, Sinestro was in it, but he would no. He's one of the Lantern Corps. Uh, yeah, uh, he, he who's, was, who was the main bad guy? I can't think of his name now. Parallax, the the weird alien thing. Uh, that yeah, with or, the big head. Yeah, that was Parallax. Okay. And then you had, and then you had the human guy with the big head, who I can't remember his name right offhand. That's who I'm trying to think of. Uh, played by uh, Stephen Dorff, I believe. Was it? No, maybe not. Hold on, I gotta look it up. No, it was uh, it was uh, Skarsgård, not Stalin, yeah. but Peter one. Peter, Peter Skarsgård. Skarsgård. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Okay, now I'm looking it up. Uh, Sinestro was right. He was part of the Lantern Corps. Wasn't it like Hank uh, something? I know it's an H. I think it's one of those double H names because that's what comics like to do. Hector Hammond. Hector, I was close. There we go. That's what it was, because and oh, it was so uh, it was so bad. I don't know. The, I, and the dumb thing is, is, I at one point, um, I just was like, it was like seven bucks on Blu-ray. I'm like, I'll just buy it. You know, it can't be that bad. Ryan Reynolds, yeah. he's a man crush. And after I bought it, it's it sits in my collection in a lonely position. But anyway, mm-hmm. I'm thinking. We're gonna probably have to wrap this up a little early. Um, so, yes, I, I yeah. see that. no, no dumb questions this week. Sorry, Mike. We'll save that for uh, next time you're on. Oh no, I, I already asked it. Oh no, I've got dumb questions for you. Oh, okay. All right, we'll save them though. Well, you know, my Saturdays are usually clear, so. Coolio. Anytime you what want, you me, I will be here. So anyway, go ahead, Killer. Um, yeah. Um, doesn't matter. Um, like we'll. The show's got to end at the moment. I'm sorry. It's something's just popped up. I really can't go into details, <laughs> unfortunately. That's uh, um, all good. Yeah, it's not really all good. Anyway, we're going to end the show right now. I'm sorry to end it in a quick fashion, but um, uh, I'm going to leave you with two songs from Grinspoon this week. Um, contact us at coffinjoecast at gmail.com. Um, check out Mike's show, Double uh, XP Cast, is it? Uh, double XP podcast, yeah. Double XP podcast. Uh, check out Joel shows. Uh, you know the sun. We talk about them. We're good. And yeah. next week we're having Kevin from the Undercover Unitards on as our third. So look forward to that. Yep. Thanks. So all right, that's been our show. Thanks for joining us, Mike. I'm um, sorry how I have to end this. Um, yeah, more details to come about it. But uh, yeah, I've I've got to end. Sorry, guys. It's anyway. Right. I can't go into details. I'm sorry. <laughs> Something's no just problem. popped up very seriously. 
All right, so we're going to listen to Just Ace from Grinspoon, and because that's such a short, short song, I'm throwing in Dead Cat three times behind it. So enjoy these songs and catch us and find us on next Facebook. Week? Yeah, catch us next week and look us up on Facebook, The Coffin Joe Cast. All right, guys, uh, have a good one. Bye.
Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, Lil. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.